Today, we're talking about fear. Are you scared? What scares you and how to overcome them? This is 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kaya. We hope you're sitting comfortably because this is about to get uncomfortable. If I hadn't have already said... Anfield. If it, no, at Old Trafford. Oh, it's fine. In the Man United then. No, fuck that. If you, would you have come in the, old, in the Man United end? No, not at all. Honest? Not a fucking chance. Oh, fuck off. What? No, what? Not a fucking chance. What, to go... Have you ever been to that derby? Uh, yeah, at Anfield. Oh, loads you? of times. Not a fucking chance. What? Your Don't give it big recording? time because you think she's hit record. Oh, we're recording. Don't give it big time just because you think you're being recorded, mate. If I said to you, I've got tickets in a Man United end for Man United Liverpool, three rows from the back behind the goal, you'd fucking be there. I would not. I would not. You would, mate. I wouldn't. You fucking I would. Wouldn't. I wouldn't. You would. I couldn't think of anything worse than not celebrating when we win 7-0. <laughs> I imagine that. I couldn't do it. I'd rather watch it in in, in my house. Where I can get to the toilet. Where you can kick the kids out of the fucking <laughs> Yeah, room. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, to be fair, I wouldn't sit in the Oxford end and watch Swindon. So what makes you think I would? Well, because I fucking live in Swindon and go every week. You're fucking born and bred in Tottenham. Fuck You're off. fucking Liverpool fan. Shut up. Typical. Right. Anyway, nice to see you, Josh. Uh, you oh, spent yeah. three minutes telling me about your shirt-jeans combo. Yeah, no, Levi's. Don't do that now. Shout out, Levi. Haven't worked with you for a while. Would be happy to come back. Who's Levi. Levi's. <laughs> Do you know Levi Roots? Yeah. Reggae, reggae sauce. Do you ever have reggae, reggae sauce? Uh, no, mate. Uh, uh, no. It's good. It was good. Is it about anymore? Yeah, I think so. He was like a millionaire. Really? He's like a millionaire. He is. Many, multi-millionaire. And if you watch, do you watch Dragon's Den? I watch some time, yeah. sometimes. After he came in, like every series, there'd be somebody turn up with some kind of food and singing a fucking cheesy song to try and be the winner. He was the OG though. I used to dream about going on there, man. You know, that's been... Do you know what's back, by the way? Completely off topic. Deal or no deal? Deal or no deal? Well, you don't know what deal or no deal is. <laughs> do you not know what it is? I can't wait when you cut you on Instagram. Is? Uh, is that the uh, You Noel don't know Ledman? what deal or no deal is? Honestly, are you fucking serious? Noel Edmonds. Sophia, do you know what deal or no deal is? Yeah. Yeah, every, yeah with Noel Edmonds used to do it. Yeah, all right, give me a chance. Oh, I didn't love it that much. Mate. I love Deal or No Deal so much. I used to watch it like religiously every fucking day. Who's presenting it now? Um, you know that guy who used to be like a bit of a kids magician? Stephen Mahern. Stephen Mahern. Ah. You know who he is? Yeah, he did. He Do you did know they've catchphrase for a while? Yeah. And they've dropped the top price from 250 grand to 100. I don't really care about it that much. Oh, I fucking love Deal or No Deal, mate, so much. Honestly, I get so like wrapped up in it when I watch it. I pr- I'd love to go on there, mate. I applied once years ago. They they used to build a bit of a community around. Yeah, yeah, that's what they, they do, innit? Because yeah. you go there, I think, yeah. and then they record like free a day, yeah. and then like you, I think they all stay in a house or something like that together or whatever. So they all get to know each other. So they're like cheering each other, egging each other on. So you would never be a contestant if you had to live in the house with them. No, no, man. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it but then they used to like um like think that they could magic good vibes into the boxes yeah no i'd get on with all of that i that, yeah i would and i'd swap my box at the end i don't know what that means well so when you get down to the last two boxes yeah you'd always swap it would you? yeah always yeah yeah because you're less likely to have picked up the money at the beginning isn't it so you got a one in 22 chance of picking the big one, yeah? Okay. So the likely is it, likelihood is you ain't picked the big one. Okay. So always swap. When's it back? It's back on now, mate. Oh. I fucking watched daytime, it Daytime, is night. it? Is it daytime? No, like four o'clock. Prime time. T- four o'clock when you get home That's from daytime. work. That's daytime. That's uh, daytime. Oh yeah, you're a fucking hustler, aren't you? Uh, mate, I'm <laughs> working till <laughs> midnight. I don't watch telly normally, but I sat down and watched it last night. You liar. I did, mate. You watch all. You you do watch TV. That's how you know. Four o'clock, just before countdown, is it? I like countdown. I like countdown. No, and the chase. Do you watch that? No, I'm not a fan of the chase. I like the chase, mate. So you do watch a lot of TV? Uh, no, 
I don't watch the chase. I said I like it. It sounded like you watched. Do you know it. what I used to watch? What? Eggheads. Eggheads on BBC Two. Oh my days, man! Where have you been? Well, I'm I'm catching up, aren't this I? This is like. Uh, do you know why this is? Do you know what this is? Because I used to work a nine till five, innit? So when you finished work, you finished at the same time every day. And when you came home, there was always a certain thing. There was a little run of coach trip. Oh, the... I remember coach trip. Yeah. yeah. Come dine with me. Uh, your, yeah. Your Come dine with me or four in a bed. Ah, oh, like a bit four in the bed. Yeah. And deal or no deal. Yeah. Oh, they were the days, man. Blockbuster. I don't know what that is, mate. Bob Holness. Blockbuster. Oh, that's... You're old, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know some people will be going, yeah, yeah, Blockbuster, that's yeah, yeah, good, yeah. man. Anyone that listens to this over 40. Yeah. <laughs> Half your mates on here are over 40. You just aged us. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate, yeah. I'm all right, I'm all right. We just had a lovely steak. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? It was very good, mate, yeah. Very reasonable. Yeah, very reasonable. Well-cooked. Yeah. Tasty. Bit Flat of salad. Man. Bit of kale. Yeah. Kale with cheese you, was You were part. helping yourself to my kale. Yeah, man. Very liberally. It was nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? So, yeah. What I feel I good. I feel good. Is this the check-in? No, no, no. I'm going to come oh, to okay. the check-in. Yeah. So, this is the penultimate episode before we break up for the year. Is it? Yeah, we've got one more and then that's it. That's what penultimate means. Yeah, man. Wow. It's been a year. Shit, it's nearly Christmas, man. I know, man. So I actually, instead of um, using next one to do reflections, I thought I'd use this one to do reflections. Okay. So, oh, so you basically, because it's stole, my time yeah, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I stole it, yeah. Thought, yeah, fuck it, I'll yeah. make it, all right. Yeah, that's it. You can talk about Christmas movies or whatever yeah, you like, right. or yeah, yeah. favourite chocolate or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's your... Bag, I'll it? just talk about how I'm not eating sugar over Christmas. Oh, yeah, imagine that. That'd be boring. Might not be able to do Santa on the roof, mate. Really? Yeah, because we're going away, and I think we'll be away for the last day of school. Oh, no. Can you, can you co-op someone else to do it? No. It's got to be me that does it, isn't it? Or the real Santa? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He might. So, so... I think our last run of check-ins has been pretty good, quite yeah. quite sort of thoughtful and uh, deep. Deep. So I wanted to ask a couple of questions of us both, really, uh, but I'll start with you. Um, as you reflect on the year of 23, lots of stuff's happened, a lot, lot of highs, some lows, you know, a lot yeah. of work. <laughs> What's funny? I don't know. This is the setup, is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, what are you most grateful for in 23? And what's been your biggest regret so far of 23? Uh, so what I'm most grateful for is a friendship. I don't want to be too cheesy with it, but I think uh, more so than, than other years, particularly if I look at my journey since leaving my job to do what I do, more so than any other years this year, I've lent on, on my friends, man. Yeah. And... I truly have friends in my life today that I know I can go to. And I don't know if I've always felt that. I've got my mate, shout out Jonah. I don't think he listens, but <laughs> shout him out. Not anyway. a very good mate then, is he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, he's been my mate ever since, you know, all through my drinking and everything. And, you know, probably before I stopped drinking, he was probably the only proper, proper friend that I had. And I think in the last couple of years, I've really worked hard at allowing myself to trust people and not hold the sort of core belief that they'll go when they find out who I really am. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've been grateful for. Friendship. Good. You're gonna mention the number one friend? No, I'm not gonna list the friends because I fucking did that last episode oh, and yeah. missed loads of people out. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, you, get, so did just... you get loads of heat for that? Uh, no, no, I didn't, but I felt bad about it because I left some big names out. God, no, I'm not saying I'm not going through the names. They know who they are, my mates, my friends. Well, they don't because you didn't mention them. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you? What are you grateful for? Do you know? I, I'm grateful for um, for having like the privilege to do what I want to do in life. Yeah, and I, I don't mean privilege in the sense that only in the sense that you know I have opportunities of, above other people. I think I've worked very hard. 
we work very hard for what for what we have built. But you know, I, I look at some uh, people in and think about some of the conversations I have with with certain people, and I just see that there is so much of their life that is outside of their control, mm. and um, and they don't get the joy in the way that I do. Now, I probably don't have as much of certain things as I might do if I was in a big corporate job, right? But I'm really happy that I can be, like I can keeper of my own destiny. And so I'm really grateful that I can, you know, run a business, start uh, like a new product, be home when I wanna be home, be present or try to be present. Yeah. And I just, uh, I don't ever have a Monday or Sunday night blues. No. Never do. Yeah. And I think, when I think about my team, we all sort of say the same thing. I don't think it's just me because I'm the boss, but actually we all say that, that we have that collective feeling. So I'm just grateful that, you know, that we've managed to survive another year and thrive and uh, that I enjoy what I do, not just work, but just my holistic kind yeah. of life. Easy to take those things for granted as well, isn't it? Like yeah. they're not, because obviously when I, in the job I used to have, it would ruin, Sunday was ruined from about three o'clock. Yeah like at best yeah if you weren't thinking about it the whole weekend yeah when you just thought i've got to go i've got another week man and so many people live like that it's what part of what creates what is such a sick society is that people are trapped in them in jobs they hate right and they don't have that freedom that you just talked about yeah and i was sort of um i wrote a post on linkedin today um around i think the the quote is um the move you're most scared to make is the one that can set you free or yeah. something like that. And I think, um, you know, change, it doesn't have to begin with the action. It begins with the mindset. Yeah. Like there's, there is, you could become an expert through the internet on anything. Yeah. If you, if you know, if you know where to look and you keep showing up consistently. So actually, um, this isn't a dig at people who, don't have choices. There's often like very, very people with very limited choices, but um, you can keep yourself in a prison if your mindset is, allows itself to be like yeah. that. Yeah, man. And so I think even like, like if, if, if you want to change, you've got to find a way to do it first inside your head. Yeah, yeah. And make small changes, innit? Yeah. Because like I always say, yeah, when I was trapped in the job in the factory, yeah, I had no skills, no qualifications, no nothing. Um, I didn't feel like I had. I felt like I was one of the people that didn't have choices. I had a mortgage, a young family. I felt like I didn't have choice. Yeah. And so what I did is I was like, right, first and foremost, I lack purpose in this job. So I've said, let me go out and get a voluntary job. And two nights a week, I'm going to volunteer to give myself some purpose. And maybe through volunteering, I could get a job at a charity or something like that, right? But always still thinking, I need a better paid job than what I might find at a charity. So even that, but I'm gonna take a step. And I, I did a couple of different voluntary things and then I found the COA. Yeah. And one, th you know, one thing led to another, to another, to another, and that's where I am today, you know? So I, I, I made the choices that I did have. Yeah. Do you know, the, the thing that, was, that I was thinking is, let's say when you're in your job, right? You were, uh, like we're not conditioned at school to think about things like purpose and mission and, yeah. and listening to ourselves, right? Yeah. So you could be forgiven for believing that there was no choice. Yeah. And a lot of people who find themselves in jobs where they don't feel like they've got a choice in society or in life, they don't question it. Yeah. And then we're conditioned and pushed to not challenge this stuff, right? It's almost like society is like that by design, isn't it? It's almost, it's almost like those in power don't want to empower the young people because they don't want them to reach their full potential. There you go with your conspiracy theories again, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I do feel like uh, we're, at a, we're at a point in our history where, um, where I think stuff is going to get more and more challenged. Yeah. It's impossible to like... It's it's gotten to a point where I think it's that breaking point. Yeah, it's so fragile. It's that breaking point, right? And I think um, this emerging generation is is going to be challenging way more than 
our generation. Yeah, they're going to be way more awake yeah. to it. I mean, the, the only thing is, is I think we had those. I mean, I'm you're probably a millennial, right? I'm not a millennial, but there was probably a hope for the millennials to to be that the younger end of the millennials, and I I don't think that's really transpired. Am I a millennial? I think you probably are. Yeah. What are you then? Gen X. Just I'm on the cusp of Gen X. What does that mean then? What's a Gen X? Born, I think ninety. I think if you were born in seventy nine, seventy eight, something like that, you're a Gen X. Seventy nine. What? Why are you laughing? I didn't think you. How old are you? you were I was born in eighty seven. No, you were, were you? Yeah, I'm not. That's like I'm like eight years younger than you. Is that Respect right? Respect your elders. Are you forty four? Yeah. Fucking. I don't hell, look man. it, do I? No. Ah, there you go. No, I'm fair play, man. I thought you was like closer to my age. Fucking hell, man. I didn't realise you was that old. That's why when I talk about... Why am I knocking about with you? <laughs> <laughs> why am I knocking about with you, man? You. Let me tell you something on that front, right? On the, the this emerging generation. So I found out through my daughter, who's seven, that every day or most days at the end of school, as part of their curriculum, they watch News Round. Really? Yeah. So I fucking said to the school, I ain't happy about my kids watching the news mm. at school. I said, we don't watch it at home. Mm. I don't want them watching it at school. Mm. And they said it's age appropriate because it's news round, which is like a kid's news. Mm. But like my daughter's come home and she's like, um, it's a bit worrying, isn't it? That the police are letting the people down because they're not doing their job properly. And I was like, what the, who the fuck's told you that? I didn't swear. Yeah, I was worth wondering. I said, I said, sit down, child. Where have you got this information from? Yeah. Uh, and she said in the news at school. Yeah. Apparently a few parents have complained about him. Yeah, I haven't heard about Newtown being watched. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is mate. A bit. Is yeah. It, it, I think it's also something that you do need to just check in and do a bit of safeguarding on. Yeah. I don't think the kids should be watching the news. No, I agree. I anyway, don't like watching the news. What was the second question? Biggest regret of 23. Biggest regret of 23. Um, it, look, I, you, you know me. I'm not somebody who, do, who says I have no regrets. But I feel like this year for me has been an evolution of what the last few years have been, right? Which has just been to learn. And I think the way that I live my life, because I have to to a degree, is I show up the best that I can and then when I fuck up I try and be better mm. and I think this year's been like that there's been no like catastrophic thing I mean I've I've achieved some incredible things yeah you know I've just I'm getting to the point with a project that I've been working on there's another project that I'm working on that's going to launch next year so like you got like a an, like an incredible deal in Levi's oh yeah man I got this Amazing top for thing. like more than half price. And I've just realized that I'm knocking about with a bloke who's getting a free bus pass soon. So like, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> Have you seen the cost of travel though, mate? I'll take that bus pass. <laughs> Do you know, I have a similar, I have a similar point of view. I, 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 when I thought about this, I thought I could pick a few things, you know, but yeah. actually, do you know what? I'm just going to be kind to myself and say, um, done my best this year. Yeah. A few things I'd like to do differently. So for me, it's all about what I do in 24, yeah, right? There's a Socrates quote, right? Which is the secret of change is not on fighting the old, but on creating the new. Yeah. And it's not that I'm not gonna look at this year and go, oh, what would I have done differently? But it's not like beat yourself up over stuff, right? I've talked yeah. a lot on this podcast about how, you know, I probably throw myself into work more than I'd like to. There's an yeah. impact, but there's nothing I can do with that yeah. now. It's only stuff I can do with it in the future. Yeah, and I like, you know, like we've, we always talk in it that we never try and be, we don't pretend to be this polished version of ourselves, you know? And it like, so we just, you do your best, man. You do your best. And like I was saying to you when we was walking over here today, man, I, I know who I am and I can look people in the eye and say, I know who I am and I do my best, man. No regrets, they don't work. Who's that? Robbie Williams. Oh, yeah. I know Have that. Have you watched the Robbie Williams documentary yet? Nah, I'm not. Nah. But I did listen to, what was it? He is a fucking cool dude, though, mate. Is he? He is, mate, yeah. Like, he wears some proper good clobber, mate. He does, mate. He was he was big, wasn't he? Late 90s. 
Have I ever talked about the podcast on the podcast when I won Robbie Williams tickets? No. You remember MTV Select? Yeah. When you used to get home from, well, probably not you, when you used to get home from university, when I used to get home from school, uh, uh, <laughs> what was her name? Who's the Scottish lady that used to host MTV? Edith Bowman. Edith Bowman follows me on Insta now. All right, Edith. Um, and Lisa Snowman used to do it as well. You mean Snowden? Snowden, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they used to host this thing. It used to, but they would play all the music when you got home from school. They did a competition to win a signed Robbie Williams jacket and tickets to Robbie Williams. You had to ring up and sing Angels. And I rang up, got through. Did yeah. you? And basically, when the- this, this story better end with you winning. Well, they said to me, I was with my mum, yeah, and and they, the, the investigator, what do they call it, a researcher, was like, what, you know, how much do you love Robbie Williams? And I was like 14, I think. I was like, I don't. And they're like, how good are you at singing? And I was like, I can't, I'm not very good, but my mum wants me to ring, win these tickets for her because yeah. she loves Robbie Williams. Okay. Uh, and they basically told me on the phone, we're going to make you win this. If you go for it and give it your best shot singing, you'll win. No. They didn't say it in them many words, but, but they, 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 yeah. they said it. So anyway, I live on there, I sang Angels. Did you know the words? Yeah, of course, okay. mate. I'm like okay, you know. all right, all right, all right. So You're I sang. 14. Yeah, I sang and uh, I won. And then my mum grabbed the phone off me live yeah. on TV and was like, "Me and Joshy, because she calls me Joshy. Me and Joshy are going to watch Robbie Williams, and Luke's not coming because he likes Tupac." <laughs> live on telly. Oh, brilliant. So yeah, man, we went and watched them. We went was and watched Tupac Robbie still alive back then. Who? Tupac was no, still alive. Is he dead though? Who knows? Could be in the Nevada uh, desert. So yeah, man, uh, there's a story for you. I haven't got the jacket anymore. Did you sell it? No, nah, man, I don't know what happened to it. But um, So I was going to do this uh, section called Facts. We got time, mate. No, I know. I, I can't get into the document. Just give me a second. Oh, come on, mate. Do you want me to <laughs> ad-lib on some stuff? Do you want me to sing angels in the way that yeah, I sang Yeah, can it? you do that? No, mate, it's Please. not happening. Can you do that for us? No. While we're waiting, because no. I, I can't get into the... Uh... Why can't you get it up? Can you... <laughs> we talked about that last week on the pod. <laughs> um, do you want me to see if I can? Yeah, just... Uh, Why is it not letting you in, mate? I don't know. I'm, I'm locked out of my part of my thing. What, have, yeah. Have you got it? Yeah. All right. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to change this up a bit. I'm just. You're gonna give me some random numbers. That screen won't lock. Okay. All right. Uh, seven. Okay. I should do an intro. Yeah. Sorry. I got oh, a little sorry. bit. <laughs> like, so this section is called facts. Do you remember that time when Benitez came out with his piece of paper and he and he was talking about facts with Alex Ferguson? No. Okay. Anyway, that was <laughs> that was that was the beginning of the end for Benitez. Okay. It was a press conference and he just went facts. Oh, did he? Yeah. No, anyway, I don't remember that. So I'm bringing back facts because okay. we know how the listeners love facts. Yeah. I've just uh, are these facts about anything in particular? Anything? They are just yeah. random facts. Random facts. Wow. Okay. So you're just going to pick random numbers okay. between one and one hundred and twenty. Okay. And we're going to just l read the fact and see what happens. All right. So you S said seven. Seven. Yeah. That's a bit of a boring one. <laughs> <laughs> the universe's average color is called blue. No. Do you know what colour it would be? Oh, the universe. Yeah. So up in the sky, like yeah. black. Cosmic latte. Nice. In 2002 study, astronomers found that the light coming from galaxies averaged into a beige colour. Right. That was That's a fucking boring fact. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Cosmic I think the, latte. I think the first ones are from BBC Science, so okay. they might be a bit Cosmic sciency. latte, yeah. Cosmic latte. Yeah. That sounds reminds like, me of Jamiroquai. I was going to say, it sounds like it would um, get your belly moving. Um, <laughs> Give me another number. Let's go higher then. 30. All right. Cool, this is good fucking... This uh, is good, a horse, good, this a is horse good. normally has more than one horsepower. A study in 93 showed that the maximum power of a horse can produce is 18,000 watts, around 24 horsepower. That's boring, isn't it? Did you read these? Have you looked at these facts no, before no, you bought them? No, 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 okay. no. Uh, Go lower down. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Two. No, higher up. <laughs> What's that game? 75. All right, let's do that. I didn't want to go too high because then I've just got to watch you. The, mo the, mo the moon is moving away from the Earth. 85 million years ago, the moon orbits between... The moon and Earth were only 35 feet away from the planet's surface. What? The moon was 35 feet away from the, from the, from planet the, from the planet? 
Yeah. Oh, fuck 85 off. million years ago. That's not even a fact. That ain't even real. It is real. What? So you could, you could get on a trampoline and jump up to it? 35 Where are you feet getting these facts from, from mate? The, the internet, Josh. The internet. Right. Uh, should we do another one? Yeah. Closer to 100. 107. 35 feet away. But I've never had so much bollocks in my life. Your eyebrow shapes can predict your personality. All right. Have, they, have we got a list of... Straight eyebrows are said to indicate a strong fact-oriented and direct personality. Oh, what have yours. I got then? One, got you've got one, one eyebrow. Straight, <laughs> that's the middle. Is that what I, so that's me, a straight eyebrow, yeah? Yeah. Cur curved eye... I don't know. I don't know. Hang on. Tell me in a sec. Curved eyebrows, on the other hand, indicate a more people-oriented personality. All right. Whatever options are there. Is it just straight or curved? That's all I've got. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yours are curved, aren't they? Are they? Are mine straight then? Straightish, yeah. Yeah. But there's just one I can't That's tell. probably right. I think That's that probably is. It's, it's, it's all facts, yeah. man. It's all facts. Yeah, bash. Fact. Should we do one more? Yeah, and then get through this as quickly as possible. Uh, 130. I only went up to 120. Oh, 112. <laughs> okay. The blue whale is the largest known animal on the planet. Did you know that? Uh, you I, th do. I think yeah. I would have said sperm whale. Is that the same thing? I don't know. Uh, the magnificent mammals are known to grow up to 100 feet long and upwards. They weigh Fuck about 200 hell. tons. You could have gone to the moon and back on one of those things. Do you know? Across their back I, I saw, 65 I saw somewhere else ago. that a human can swim through their veins. They're that big. <laughs> That ain't fucking true. No, it's true, man. <laughs> no, it The internet says so. What do you think the longest recorded tennis match was? Oh, How that's long? a good question. How long? Um, in hours? Yeah. 72. <laughs> Jesus, man. What? 11 hours. Oh. <laughs> 72 hours straight. That's like Le Mans. Uh, all right, I'm going to do one more. Yeah. Just... You just pick it, mate. I will. Yeah. This has been a really good segment, mate. We'll have to revisit this one and get some more of these facts. A out. jiffy. Oh. It's an actual measure of time. I'll be there in a jiffy. Okay. What is a jiffy then? Like a jiffy bag. What's a jiffy bag? That's a, it's like an envelope. Yeah. I, d I think they're separate though. Oh, okay. A, when, you know, when posh people say, I'll be there in a jiffy. Yeah. Do you say jiffy? Never said okay. it before in my life. But you've heard it, right? I've heard it, yeah. yeah. It's calculated as one one hundredth of a second. It's 10 milliseconds. I've been there in 10 milliseconds. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll never do this again. <laughs> it's physically... Okay, one last one. One, more? one yeah. last one. Yeah. It's physically impossible for you to lick your elbow. Go and try it. No, I've seen this a million times before, man. Is it physically impossible? You just look stupid when you do it. Just do it. No, can't do it. Don't you, didn't you used to do that at school? Yeah, I did. But I had to get you to do it. All right. That was fun, wasn't it? Oh, it was fucking you brilliant. What did you learn? Honestly, you learned something. Uh, yeah, I learned that the moon, I could have... 85 million years ago. The moon, years ago. 85... Was the pr How do they even know that shit? The internet says so. 35, what was it, yards? Feet? 35 feet? Yeah. To the moon? Yeah. That's like five pool tables, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway... So you can fast forward uh, this uh, last segment, listeners. And we'll get to Fucking, the. Fucking! If this is your first episode that you've ever joined us for, I apologise. On Hassis. Hey, behalf. listen, mate. You've done I some. Pretty, you've done some pretty Hassis. dull ones. <laughs> I'm gonna do. A, Should we go I'm back to do deal a or cut. no deal? Talking about deal or no? To be fair, I thought it was quite fun, mate. The facts bit. Good. Yeah. So the main segment of today. The only way is up. <laughs> yeah, you bottom out. Theory. Have you noticed my hat, by the way? I did, yeah. Sorry. It's very nice. Sorry. Sorry, go on. For our uh, listeners listening and not watching on YouTube, yeah, it's a it's a cap of Josh's logo. Yeah. Flat peak cap. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk about fears today. Good. And I, uh, I've been thinking a lot about um, what stops us from being as great as we can be. Mm -hmm. And there's stuff that uh, you can point to, which is a lack of resources, education. You can 
point to lots of external factors, but so much of what stops us as humans is what goes on inside our minds and inside our heads, right? And so I was curious about fears, right? And, um, and so I've done a little bit of research on what the top 10 fears are in the UK. And there's some funny ones as well, but then I want to talk about like us, right? Yeah. And humans. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll give you some facts again. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the American physician, Benjamin Rush, kicked off the craze of naming such fixations in 1786. Until then, the word phobia, which is derived from the uh, word phobos, which is the Greek god of panic and terror, had only been applied to physical disease. All right. So okay. it was only around 1786 when he started to kind of um, bring it to like mental um, fears. Um, to be diagnosed as a specific phobia, the fear must be excessive, unreasonable, and have lasted for six months or more. And it must interfere with normal life. So that's what makes a phobia. Okay. All right. So what are those three things? Same again. So it's got to gone on for six months. It's got to be excessive in nature. Unreasonable. And yeah. And have lasted for six months or more. Okay. All right. So. Top 10 fears in the UK. Yeah, let's I want to hear them all. Start at number 10. Start. I worked my way backwards. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, why would you start at number one? <laughs> yeah, no, good point. Uh, nyctophobia. Do you know what that is? That is the fear of um, having your possessions stolen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is that not right? No. Oh, okay. It's what the fear it? of the dark. Nyctophobia. Yeah. Okay. Apparently... Uh, you th you think that kids would uh, this you grow out of this as a kid, but apparently uh, people in their late twenties and thirties are more likely to, um, suggest that people are likely to leave the light on. With five percent saying they were very afraid of the dark. Are you afraid of the dark? No. No, ever. What? When you mean when I was a kid? You know, like if you hear a noise downstairs when you're in bed, and yeah. you go downstairs, are you flinging the lights on pretty quick? Uh, I'm all right with the dark. Oh yeah. I think so, yeah. No, sometimes I'm, I'm more impacted by some of the other fears. Sometimes I'd click the lights on pretty quickly, pretty sharpish. Yeah, because I'd be a bit nervous. Yeah, but not, not. I'm not. It's not like a. Yeah, I, I'd be all right in the dark. There was only one time I can think where I was really shit terrified of the dark. Yeah. When I was in primary school, there was a rumor going around that if you said "f Mary" three times at midnight, that she just would appear. F or was no, yeah, the, oh, yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to blaspheme. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, you did at midnight, she would appear in your garden. Did and you I, do it? I did it. She didn't appear. No. But I, th I really thought that maybe thought she, she did. going to, is yeah. it? That was the only time I can really Did remember. you ever do any dodgy shit like that when you were a kid, like a Ouija board or anything like that? No, I was too scared. Yeah, same, man. My mum proper warned me off of them. Yeah. She, my, when we were kids, yeah, my mum was proper like, don't ever do a Ouija board. Ouija yeah, board. I think... She I, told me a story about doing them when she was a kid or something and yeah. somebody called Arthur came through and like shot the thing across the room and that. Really? That's what she told us, yeah. I read Arthur was wearing a peak cap as well. I, <laughs> I would, uh, I wouldn't fancy doing a Ouija board. Nah. I've got enough, enough belief of yeah. whatever it is, or yeah. I haven't, you know, I'm not, I'm not believable enough in them not, in it not existing. Do you know, um, horror films, I can watch any, it's the, it's the weird ones around like, um, being possessed and the spiritual ones that yeah, the ones that get me, so man. so like someone turning up with a scream mask don't scare me yeah yeah but the ones where it's like yeah them other ones they scare me a bit mate. the devil that oh, yeah mate yeah or, or, or like a poltergeist you know when yeah. shit just fucking moves yeah. across the room yeah yeah that's that scares paranormal me, activity you seen that yeah. one yeah mate yeah yeah they're good yeah, yeah. there was a couple of them they got shit in the end yeah number one's the good one yeah yeah um Number nine is moussophobia. Oh, okay, yeah, the fear of yogurts. <laughs> <laughs> Musso? Moose. Okay. No? Mice and rats. Okay. I'm not going to, I don't think we need to we linger on, everyone. Er, er, no, on no, everyone. No, no, but I do want to hear them all. Number eight is claustrophobia. Are, this, are you claustrophobic? Um, Would you go cave in? I'm trying, I've never been. I don't think I'm as afraid of enclosed spaces as maybe some people might be it's not a phobia for me i yeah. don't know if i'd enjoy it yeah i don't like being in a busy lift or whatever but you know the caving when they're sort of moving yeah. they got a shift because they can't move yeah. their arms i'm yeah. not i wouldn't fancy that no, I wouldn't. that would yeah that wouldn't does I that wouldn't. mean you're claustrophobic or you just don't want to put yourself in a situation it just means i'm claustrophobic which is like <laughs> not fully claustrophobic now 
I don't know how to pronounce this, but I'm going to do my best. Well, if you look at the three things, by the way, yeah, I've not felt like it for six months and it's not irrational. I'm just a bit uncomfortable with You're not going to be all of these things. I'm saying that's what needs to happen. Right, mate, but I'm going to check if I am. Okay. I mean, Coolrophobia. Oh, fear of the cold. Oh, no, fear of, fear of Josh. Are you going to do this? Fear of Josh. Are you going to do this? Yeah, I am going to do it, everyone, yeah. It's spelled C O U L. Oh, sorry. And it is actually true. It is fear of Josh. It's a fear of clowns. <laughs> In my, al my eldest daughter's got a fear of clowns. Really? Yeah. I can. I know kids do, but like number seven in a top ten. Of, yeah. No, I might Brits. have. I might have put that in there if you had set. This In up 2016, the country was hit by a spooky series of pranks in which people dressed as clowns and jumped out at unsuspecting passers-by. Oh, do you remember that? Yeah, I remember when that was going down. I don't, but do you know there was some guy in Somerset who was who was recently convicted? He was dressing in a gimp suit. In his gimp suit, yeah. And did you see he got charged, didn't it? He's like, he's not allowed to crawl when he's out. Yeah. And he's not allowed to wear his gimp mask. Oh. Yeah. He's a good lad, to be fair, most of the time. No, I don't really know him. <laughs> okay. 12% of the population suffer from a genuine... How have you gone from clown to gimp, by the way? I was just dressing up as clowns and jumping out of people. <laughs> They're very different. No, he <laughs> was dressing up and jumping out of people. That's a different party you're thinking of, mate. It's your parties. 12% uh, of the population suffer from a fear of clowns. 12%. That's high, isn't it? It is high, yeah. But I'm not surprised, mate. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm, I guess because I know my, my eldest daughter's terrified of him. Oh, yeah. Where do you think that came from? Um, Bad probably party experience. Yeah, yeah. When I wore my gimp mask to her, one of her parties. <laughs> uh, agoraphobia, number six. Wait, I know what this is. This is the fear of going out. It's actually... Uh, okay, so we often wrongly think of agoraphobia as a condition that prevents someone from leaving the house. Oh, as with other phobias, the full story is a little more complicated. Okay. Agoraphobics might get anxious in any situation where it's difficult to get away. This can be a large open space, but it can just as easily be somewhere like a shopping center or public transport. Okay. It's a bit I, more like I got you, a bit it? of that going on. Yeah. I got a bit, like if I go anywhere, like I don't want to lift, I don't want you to give me a lift anywhere. Cause I fucking need to know if I want to go, I ain't got a fucking, I want, I'm going. So I do. I always need a bit of an escape route. Mm. The, the, yeah, so you're yeah, yeah, man. A little bit yeah, agoraphobic. If, yeah, that's why I don't like the idea of a, uh, uh, you know, when you go on holiday on a boat. Yeah. What's it called? A cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a bit of cruiserphobia because I would. I don't like. <laughs> you that. hate cruising. I yeah. <laughs> I hate the idea that I'd like can't go home or can't go away. If yeah, it, I'm not into the idea of a cruise. Nah, you'll get into that age though, innit? <laughs> <laughs> I hope it will switch on when I and I hit forty five. Um, have you got a percentage of people that have agoraphobia? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, arachnophobia. Uh, spiders. Oh, well done. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Are you scared of spiders? I don't like spiders. Okay. I, I can I can deal with like little British ones, but if you put a tarantula in me, I'm gone, mate. Yeah. There's a hash shaped hole through it's the just, door. It's just foreign spiders you hate, is it? Yeah, I hate foreign <laughs> spiders, yeah. <laughs> Close up the borders. You and, you and Nigel Farage. <laughs> did you, did, there was like these stories of like tarantulas arriving in your- In, in your the ban bananas. bananas. Yeah, mate, it happened a couple of times, didn't it? Yeah. You know, like in Australia now, I think like they have to check the toilet before they sit on it, don't they? Yeah. Fuck in that, mate. Like that would, that would, that would Snakes. Um, cause me a few problems in Australia. Yeah. Cause me a bit of anxiety, it would. Four, aerophobia. Are we at four already? Yeah. All right, sorry. Aerophobia. Oh, fear of oxygen. No? No, but close. What? A lot of. Oh, fear of those um, uh, bubbly chocolate bars. <laughs> Good fear, those, man. Did you What's see that they've flavor? discontinued Caramac? I don't eat Caramac. Mm -hmm. I don't eat sugar, mate. But, yeah. uh, but Caramac? Oh, no, it's one of them where you think, I'm a bit sad it's gone, but I never gave them the you know attention what? they deserve. Do you know what? So I think it's a very English kind of chocolate. I don't think you'd get many ethnic people eating that chocolate. <laughs> it's not something we would pick. Okay. What's the fear of aerophobia, mate? What is it? Flying, Josh. 24% of Brits have some form of anxiety about getting on a plane. Yeah, I, I would have thought that. that's high, I would have yeah. that would have been a bit higher, but... Yeah, are yeah. you scared of planes? No. Ever been? No. No, same, man. Yeah. And I quite enjoy it, actually. I do, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I quite enjoy it, yeah. 
But I can see how people get scared. Number a bit. three. Okay, moving on. Ophidophobia. Was it? Oph Ophidophobia. Ophidophobia. O P H I. Oh, yeah, fear of Irish music. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Fiddle. Is, is this number three, by the way? Yeah. Hang on then. Wait. Ophidophobia. The fear of um, food touching on the plate. No. Snakes. Okay. Oh. I was thinking, like, are there that many snakes in the UK? That is you get, like, grass snakes in that, innit? Yeah, but still. You might get a large worm. Sizable 52% of Do you reckon Brits. if you're scared of snakes, you're scared of large worms? No. At what point does a snake become a worm? And well, they're different scared... species, so... Oh. So never. <laughs> so the... Are you scared of snakes? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You wouldn't, like, hold one round your neck, then? I probably would, because in that sort of setting, it's going to be a safe, controlled environment. Yeah. You're, so you're only scared of I'm not going in snakes. A cobra, black mamba, green mamba. No, I no. wouldn't. I, I'd be scared if I saw one in the wild in a country where they were. Venomous. They could kill you. You're right to be scared of them. <laughs> you looked a bit like David Brent there. 52% <laughs> of Brits have some sort of snake phobia. 52%? Yeah. Okay. So we're on to number two now. Number two. Number two. Glossophobia. Oh, okay. Yeah. The fear of. Gloss. The fear of... Bross. The fear of uh, Matt, shiny Matt Goss. stuff. Yeah, the fear no. of shiny stuff. No? no? Kind of. Okay. Spotlight being shined on you. Okay, so the fear of, like, attention. Public thing. speaking. Yeah. It's called glossophobia. That's his okay. official name. Okay. 20% of Britons, it, the, the prospect is simply too terrifying to think about. 20%? Yeah. Why is that number two, then, if snakes are 52 and then... There's no three. doubt that talking to a room full of people is daunting. <laughs> Dude, 20% of Britons... They must be like different stats. Okay, anyway, yeah. let's not pull that apart no. too much. But the, okay, so that's... But I do want to talk about that one uh, a bit later on. Okay. And then number one. Okay, wait. Number one. What is people most scared of? Are. Um, are people. What? Are. What did I say? Is. What, what, what is most people <laughs> scared of, bruv? Um, I reckon it's got to be... Swimming? Sharks. No. Sharks. No. That's not in the top 10, sharks. No. no. Um, peanut butter? No. <laughs> um, the fear of failure? No. The fear of um, abandonment? No. The fear of um, dying? No. The fear of how bad health? No. This is getting boring. The fear of heights? Oh, fucking hell, man. Acrophobia. What is it? Acrophobia. Are you scared of heights? Yeah. What, proper scared? Yeah. Would you skydive? No. Completely different. Yeah. I've skydived. Have you? I skydived. Drugs don't count. I skydived, right? I was bought uh, as a present to do, because I always said, gave it the big and I said I'd do it. And then I had a poker night the day before. Yeah. Skydiving. And um, I won. And I was out till about four in the morning and I had to be at this airfield at eight in the morning to do this skydive. I was so hanging, mate. I did it. I was poorly for about a day after because of oh. all the adrenaline. Did, we, did you jump with another person? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Strapped to someone else's yeah. back, like, or to their front. How was yeah. it? It was good, man. Do you yeah. remember it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once once your parachute comes out, it's all right because it's kind of just surreal. You, you almost don't feel like you're high. You don't feel like you're that high up. Really? Yeah. And do you get the fear when, like, the door opens? Yeah, mate. Is it? Because when you go, when they go out, yeah. You tip, don't imagine, you? Imagine you're strapped to the front of somebody. Yeah. Your legs are between their legs. You have to put your feet under the plane. Oh. So that you're leaning forward a bit. Oh. Yeah, it was a bit, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. See, I would uh, freak out on a hill, like on a fairly, you, not yeah. that high hill. Yeah. I get all weird. Like my balance seems to go a bit and yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it, but yeah. I'm like, so like if I was really high on something, I get a bit like core. I'm really high now. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I, I think I'd be able to do most things. Yeah. At uh, heights. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. It's, re it's really, it's, it, it, it was a proof to me that it's in your, in your mind. I did this hill walk when I was with, it was quite high and I was with the family and I was, 
I, and they were quite young. So I was just more like focused on them yeah. being okay. And I was fine. I went back a little while later and I just did it with some mates and I was just totally freaking out. Like the, the, the right side of me just was felt like a sheer drop. Yeah. And cause I was only focusing on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that. So I want to just give you a few more weird ones and then we'll, we'll okay. talk about Okay, hit me. So what do you think tetraphobia is? The fear of Tetris. Go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. No, okay. Uh, no, I don't know. Go on, tell me what that is. It's the fear of the number four. Okay. Right? In uh, is common in East Asian countries because in several languages, among them Mandarin, Korean and Japanese, the sound of the word four is very similar to the sound of the word death. All right, good. So can you tell us what it sounds like? Uh, no, not okay. in those well, four. No, but in, I wanted you to tell me in the language that sounds like death. No. Do you want me to do it? Death. That's how you say four in Mandarin. Okay. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out. And uh, did you know that a study published in the British Medical Journal in 2001 showed that Asian Americans were 13% more likely to die of heart failure on the fourth day of the month than any other day? That's mental. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That is connected to like your most, it's psychosomatic, isn't it? When they think that, you know, if their time's coming close, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Another fear yeah. is the fear of a cluster of holes. A cluster of holes? Yeah, so some people say- or Like a drain. Like, uh, you know, like uh, like uh, Swiss cheese. Oh, wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Or my face when I was 14. Still a bit like it now, if you look closely. Okay, I don't look that closely if I can help it. Uh, yeah, an aversion to clusters of holes or bumps was identified as a phobia in 2003. Okay. Good year. That's definitely yeah. <laughs> irrational. Definitely. Uh, and I know this is a fear that you have. Okay. What's it going to be? Fear of people. Doctors at a Parisian hospital made the first diagnosis of telephonobi. In 1913. What's that? The fear of telephone, telephone calls? Yeah. yeah. It's you, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, mate, hate it. A oh survey in 2019 God. found that 76% of respondents felt anxious when they heard the phone ring. Yeah. That's you. Yeah, 100%, mate. So yeah. I'd end on that one. Yeah, I don't let the fucking thing ring. Yeah. Yeah. Silent. Yeah. No, just straight to answer phone. Everyone, isn't it? What? Just do not disturb. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't want you. Yeah. Especially not ringing unannounced. Text me first. So. That's a long way of getting around to the yeah. main question. So I enjoyed that, mate. Yeah, no, it's good. Like, what, um, what do you think uh, is to the outside world? I think a lot of people think you you show up as being quite fearless. Mm. The journey you've been through, what you do out in the world, you'll go on a stage, you'll talk to thousands of people, your you know your your take on these new challenges you seem like you're quite a fearless human being. Mm. What would you say that you do fear? Um, can we, have we talked before about the definition of fearless? You know, like fearless, no, being, no, no. being fearless is not the absence of fear. Being fearless is being scared and doing it anyway. Is it? Yeah, that's what I would say. So in all of the things that I do, I am scared a lot. I'm scared a lot. Um, what do I fear? How does it show up? How does your fear show up for you? Um, I internalize it a lot and then it becomes skewed and then can give me a warped perception of myself and my relationships to other people. So like a lot of my fear stems from shame, right? Which is the fear that I'm, not to go too deep, but like the fear that I'm not good enough, the fear that uh, people will find out that I'm not the person that I portray that I am, stuff like that. Yeah. Which is shame, yeah? Which is the, the deep-rooted idea that there's something wrong with me. So there's a lot of fear around that. Um, um, the fear of... The fear of the fear of not being in control. That's quite a big one. But I'll internalise it a lot. And... At some stage in my life, my first act of defense became to attack. Hmm. So, so if I'm scared of something, I tend to come out fighting. So, so like, if I'm scared of somebody, I will act like I'm the opposite. Or if I'm scared of something, I'll be like, fucking watch this, I'm just gonna do it. 
And I've been a bit like that. I do, I'm a bit like that with my work, can I? Yeah. So do you act it until it becomes real? You, there's the saying, fake it till you make it, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think it's that. But I do, and I've said this before to you, perhaps on this podcast, I do often think to myself, I'm just going to close my eyes and jump and see what happens. Yeah. Figure it out while I'm falling. Yeah. So I do I do a lot of that with with um being scared. Like I'm scared all the time. I'm very I'm very nervous, anxious person. Mm. But I front it. I've always fronted it. I've always from when I was involved in some bad stuff when I was like 15, 14, 15, I had to learn to front things out because I got myself in some very precarious situations all the time and you had to have front. So I'm very good at fronting things out. What do you mean, like, explain what you mean by fronting things out? Um, you know, like, uh, you know what they say about the swan? Elegant and looks mm. amazing and elegant mm. on the top and underneath the legs are going like oh, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm doing that a lot in my life. I'm fucking doing that a lot in my life. Yeah. Um, so 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 yeah, there's a lot of like just thinking, let's do it and see what happens. Have I made any sense in what I've said? Yeah, I, yeah. I think um what I'm hearing from that is that the fear isn't not there. That there's something inside of you that happened a long time ago that just said, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna run into it and do what I need to do. And fronting means I'm just going to show up as though I've got it in control and I'm covered, but actually I'm just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Running into the storm. Just running into the storm and thinking, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I want Josh's take on why you think people have fears. So macro up now. Okay. I think a lot of it's control, isn't it? When you feel like you're out of control... What do you think makes you scared of heights? It's not being in control. So everything about my fears is lack of control based. Yeah. Entirely that. Yeah. So, so, such that. So, so like, if you ask me what my fears are, um, my biggest fear is not having done something. I've talked about this on this pod before. Is not having done something before, right? And and so if I haven't done something before, I'll put so many reasons to not begin that thing. Yeah. Because it's a, because I don't want to like not be good at something, and I don't want to not know how to do something. Therefore, I'll just not do it. Right. So it could be anything as small as if I don't know how to lift weights properly, like form. I just tell. I'll find reasons not to do that. Yeah. I relate to that hard. Yeah. And like so, there's always reasons why I won't do something because I've never done it before. And that's mm. where my fear comes, right? Mm. So, so Is I that a control thing then? Yes. If, if a, you take the thing that you just said though, the fear of the form thing. So when I first got sober, I didn't want to go into a gym because I didn't know how to use machines. Yeah? yeah. And I was just terrified that if I go in there and I start trying to figure it out, everyone's going to look at me and think I'm a fucking idiot, don't know what I'm doing. So like there is a control aspect there, but that's not all control, is it? But I guess if you if you learn how to use the machines at home and then felt like you were in control of that situation, I'd be fine. Then you'd be fine. But what is the original fear? Control is the solution, but the fear is not a lack of control, is it? It is for me. Is it control or judgment in that instance? No, it's not the judgment. It may, sorry, it's, it's fed into that a little bit. Yeah, but it's the it's the lack of. It's the it's for me. It's the lack of being in total control. I'm a control freak. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, I right? Know, mate, yeah. So if I cannot be 100% in control of the situation, part of that is just the not knowing, right? So, um, for for whatever reason, I never evolved from having a tricycle to a two wheeler when I was a kid. So mm -hmm. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was in my late teens. Like, really? Like, yeah, because I didn't want the fear of yeah not being able to do it, mm. so I just kept not doing it, and I, and I went to like adventure, uh, like 
um, holiday things at school and I and they all went for bike rides and I just didn't do it and you know So like, how did you get out of it? Just gave it a go one day. And and because I'm an adult by the way, I as soon as I got it, I I understood the the concept of, you know, physics and balance. So if I'm tipping that way, I lean that way and that was it. I got it like in a second. Yeah, of course, yeah. But um the the fear kept me from yeah, doing man. it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and that's like a very extreme example, but a lot of things like I don't like, I know I show up like a, um, an extrovert. Yeah. But I don't like situations like where I'm, uh, you know, have to do social things for the first time. Yeah. Once I've done it, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like a natural, I'm like a, what is it? A fish to water. Yeah. But like before that, I'll just not go anywhere near. I it. think everyone's like it, innit? I, I think mine's quite extreme. Do you? Yeah, but I would say mine's quite extreme. Yeah, maybe. But I would say like, so when you say fear of heights, um, that for me, it feels like there's elements of that situation that I cannot control. Yeah. Now, if I was, uh, what? if I used rope and I was attached to the side, I'd be way more comfortable. Yeah. What's weird is the reason so many people are fearful of being, um, uh, on flights is because they can't control it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But I think it's partly because I've almost conditioned myself to say, well, the expert is flying the plane. What are you like as a passenger in a car? It rarely happens, but I'm fine, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't like it, man. Yeah. Don't like being the passenger. I have to get my head straight when I sit in there. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. That's a control thing. What about when you're in a taxi? Yeah, what about it? Are you, like, <laughs> do you feel different when you're being driven around? I sit in the back. Yeah, that's I sit in the back. Yeah, so there's a bit of like, um, Jeeves, take me where I need to go. <laughs> uh, so I'm not, I, I don't mind as, in the back yeah. of any car, I don't mind as much. Yeah, it's when you're riding shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes me uncomfortable, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you think people can do around their face, because they're all going to be unique. People have different fears. Some people fear plentiful holes next to each other. <laughs> Some fear clowns. I, I think, uh, or gimp masks. Um, I think, I think you have to, like the obvious answer is to do it, yeah? And then learn to not be scared about it. But I don't think that's always true. There's something called exposure therapy. Yeah. That's quite, a, I think that's quite useful, right? So the, the notion of exposure therapy is that you, gradually increase your exposure to that fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. rather than going, jumping straight out of a plane, if you have fear of heights, you just kind of, you walk up a flight of stairs and then yeah. you kind of yeah, yeah, front yeah, walk yeah. to the top of the building. Then you kind of go outside and stand on the roof for a bit and all that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. That's a useful way to approach it. And I think, if I think about, you know, things that I've done in the past um, that I've overcome, it's- Have you had any fears theory. in the past that you don't, you're not scared of anymore? Riding a bike. <laughs> um, Are you not scared of it anymore? Nah. Uh, I'm not scared of it. I, interestingly, I don't do it a lot. And no. I, sh you know, I should. Um, uh, um, what, you should ride a bike more? I'd like to. Who yeah. fucking told you that? Who says? No, I'd like to. Oh. Yeah. The, the bike policeman told <laughs> me I need to. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I can't. I mean, I used to really, really um, have a crippling fear around public speaking. And, yeah. And, you know, doing this has Do made me Do you still have that fear? I think um, this doesn't bother me at all. Like I could jump on podcasts and one of the biggest fears I used to have was I wouldn't know what to say in a live setting. Yeah. So that's gone. I think I don't, I still haven't had loads of practice of... Um, doing it publicly to an audience. But your fear that you had around podcasting at the beginning is gone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So totally. what do you think it's doing it then? It is doing it, exposing yourself that's to how it. We, that's, that's exactly how we started um, very small yeah. on Zoom and now we're doing this and you know. Now we're massive and fucking global. We are. <laughs> You're hanging out with a geriatric, you know, <laughs> I'm an OG. <laughs> podcaster so yeah look to answer the question i think yes exposure to it and doing it 
and being fearless. But being fearless is not to not be scared. Being fearless is to be scared and think, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. I, I think the thing that for some people, exposure therapy will work gently, gently, gently. Some people, I think what you're saying is just face it and just throw yourself into it. Depends what it is, isn't it? If you get the opportunity to jump out of a plane, then jump out of a plane, metaphorically speaking. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, you haven't really done exposure therapy to podcasting. You fucking did, just did a podcast. It's true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know it was on Zoom originally, but yeah. it was still just, we didn't like go, well, let's do a 10 minute podcast and then do, we jumped straight in and just yeah. started nailing podcasts. And then I think you almost, you you just stopped thinking about what you were worrying about. You know And maybe you feel more in control, innit? Because I know, yeah. yeah. There's less unknown. You yeah. know, like there's situations, you know that we can navigate. You know that, you know, there's not going to be those moments when you're, you're lost for words and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And you're with me, so I'll carry you through. Oh, lovely. Lucky me. <laughs> Actually, our very first episode, we were we were at home. It was homeschooling. And we were, and I was obviously very nervous. Yeah. And someone started printing something from downstairs. And oh, the print I remember. Was behind. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, and you wanted to edit it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. All those people were listening to that episode. <laughs> uh, brilliant, mate. Well, that's... Um, that's how to deal with your fears. How to deal with your fears, yeah. Jump out of the plane. Jump out of the plane. Mate, I've enjoyed this today. I think it's been good fun. Except for that little section. Even that was fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to 115 Miles with Josh Connolly and Hassan Kai. Yeah.